Hey, you're listening to Bands by Faiza. I'm Lena Waits Dreads. And I'm Rhea, the late unicorn. And you're listening to The Cancelled. Uh, <laughs> stop, not with the singing again. I don't care. I don't care. It's my thing. Um, we have a very special guest in the building today. We are joined by Aiden Abeba. Shout out to having another East African in the building. This, yeah. is, our, this is our third East African Yes, guest. it is. <laughs> we really <laughs> love us. Next, you know? Um, and uh, Aiden is here as the creator of a really dope web series mm-hmm. called Virgins. Yeah. A dope web series. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about it. You want to tell us a little bit about what your series is about? Yeah, Virgins is a show about four East African women set in Toronto who are uh, struggling through adulthood as millennials and love and relationships as virgins. It's a light comedy about girlfriends, uh, culture, Toronto culture, East African culture, and um, typical millennial issues. Mm -hmm. So why did you want to make a series about four East African girls? Because I'm East African and we... East African girls are only ever seen. We never have a voice in mm-hmm. media. We're, Facts. All, we're just like a line in a Drake song. And <laughs> reduce the entire lyric. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to actually see us laugh and have like nuance and character because they're the funniest people I know. My world is surrounded by, by <laughs> us. And I just think that I want to bless the rest of the world with our humor. So, <laughs> yes, yes, the world. <laughs> Give the world with with these <laughs> and it's a it's a real specific kind of humor too. <laughs> real, <laughs> real biting. Mm-hmm. Real, real little roasting. Petty, you know, in certain circles. You know? <laughs> 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 so nice. In these circles, specifically, <laughs> in this room. Um. Uh, so is the series based on like what? How did you come up with this? The idea for yeah. like the, the specific concept. concept? Um, life experience, um, anecdotes from friends and and cousins and fake cousins and stuff, and it just kind of seemed to be facts. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to be just like a, a something that we all had in common, kind of like the struggle of seeming too promiscuous or too provocative in your African homes and then stepping out and meeting your uh, your friends who aren't East African and you being like the humble, like the modest one mm-hmm. and um, not really understanding like how to navigate both as an adult because you're like your new grads and or you might be a student and you're navigating this world of premature adulthood um, and you're stumbling in the same way that these 20-somethings are stumbling through um, figuring out their sexual identity or their identity in dating and relationships and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting that you mentioned the whole idea of you know being too promiscuous in the home and like a prude to your friends who aren't East African because I think that's something that a lot of East African girls experience where you know you're parents or your aunties or uncles are gonna tell you you're showing too much cleavage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then your non-East African friends are like, 
why don't you ever talk about your sex life? <laughs> yeah. Facts. Exactly. Or like, just why is it that your clothes are so baggy? But your parents are like, why is this baggy and you're showing your boobs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be with it. I'm That's trying, a I'm both worlds. Huh? Both worlds. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just there's just so much nuance in our culture. Than growing up, the only content that I felt that I related with was East Indian content, where you got to see like kind of those. Um, culture and family affecting like a young woman's life, but then also struggling to find their own way um, in the world of be it Toronto, Canada, um, or the States. And so I just, I feel like East Africans, especially I'm Ethiopian, I'll speak to Ethiopia, I feel like we're just always the last to, to bring shine to our, um, our things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, like, other communities have done a really good job of popularizing their dishes and teaching people what their the names of their dishes. Like everyone knows what a curry is, mm-hmm. right? Everyone you can go buy curry at Lablas. <laughs> you can't buy injera at Lablas, you know. Mm-hmm. People know what a apparently you is. can buy teff though. Yeah, but you know why? It wasn't because an Ethiopian decided to to like yeah. sell it to the mass mm-hmm. market. Yeah. Some some non-black person decided to do that. <laughs> so um, that's kind of my thing. Like, I'm, I'm tired of non-black people, mainly white people, coming mm-hmm. in and discovering something about Ethiopia mm-hmm. that we, like... Or even, like, non-East Africans getting... You know, you mentioned the Drake lyric. It's, like, non-East Africans getting to tell our stories. Yeah. Or, like, define what our story is. Yeah. And I'm not even mad at Drake, but it's just... That's the only... That's the only thing that about mm-hmm. us that's out there, mm-hmm. you know. And I just want us to kind of reap the benefits of our awesome culture. You yeah, know? I think what I love particularly the most about this web series that you created is the fact that um, the Drake lyric, right? Like the image of like East African woman in particular, right? Like when we're talking about like East African identity, it's always the woman mm-hmm. of the community and like we're so hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. So to see a web series that's like the opposite of it is mm-hmm. so refreshing where it's like, okay, see, there's another part that's like very prevalent in our culture, mm-hmm. like modesty. Like in the Somali community, um, I call it egg culture and egg loosely translates to shame. It's like a combination of shame and modesty at the same time, right? Like mm-hmm. that's very heavy in our culture and to see it like in a web series, like representation is really, really, really important. It doesn't doesn't solve everything, but like I like seeing it. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> For you. For sure. Totally. I, I, has there been like a lot of sentiment like that of, people appreciating getting to see reflections of themselves in your series yeah um so everyone on social media we read them all all your messages so thank you (laughs) also your feedback about longer episodes we hear you Um, (laughs) we're working on it we're working on it um what was most exciting was when we dropped um a visual of the four characters um it was about a, a couple weeks before we actually dropped our first video and um, the, the tweet said something like, um, for East African girls navigating this and that um, in Toronto. That got, we, we were like a brand new account. Maybe we had like 100 followers. We got over 500 um, retweets. Wow. And like over 1,000 likes. Because mm-hmm. like we're so hungry. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and those, those that did retweet it, 
Um, they were they were like, take all my money now. <laughs> what you need? <laughs> yeah, right. And it was like, oh, I like I'm not even from this community, but I completely identify with these themes, and they're really mm-hmm. similar in other Arab cultures. And and I was like, yeah, I know that because we're so connected as a community. I find like not just East Africans, but even with like um, other Muslim cultures and other African cultures, and it's just we identify and relate so easily to one another there's just isn't any stories about us Mm -hmm. and it's just we're just out here doing it yeah (laughs) and i find that like black representation is beautiful but i also love seeing like the individual black diasporas having their moment so there's another you mentioned um relating to um east or asian uh kind of stories Mm-hmm. Um, and there is another Toronto web or I guess a Brampton web series um, <laughs> that kind of explores similar themes and similar concepts called um, Northly, mm-hmm. but it cut, but it kind of explores more um, the uh, uh, South Asian culture, mm-hmm. um, partic- particularly in Toronto and how girls of that culture navigate their own how they navigate third culture identity. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that your series compares to, not even specifically anarchically, but like other series that are out there that follow the same theme, but, you know, aren't really about East Africans specifically? Um, well, I would say that one thing, so it's definitely a coming-of-age story. It's definitely a story about friendship and sisterhood. But one thing that it has that I haven't seen in any other stories is... Um, the issue of virginity, sexuality, and how that melts with culture. I think the only the only show that does that right now is Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, so very strong Latina culture um, and her religious identity and understanding of sex, and uh, you get to grow with her and reconcile all of her feelings and mm-hmm. her developed, which is perfect and beautiful. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of that show. Us too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with the exception of Jane the Virgin, I, I don't know any other show that it tackles um, tackles uh, a coming-of-age story in this way, mm-hmm. and so I don't really see it in the same vein as most other shows. I, I think it's pretty standout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unique to itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just tired of seeing um, coming-of-age stories that are always just like, white boys, white girls. It's like, you know, there's other people who have coming of ages stories. So I appreciate that part of the web series. Like, I appreciate so much about the web series. I think I can, like, write all the entire thing piece. It's important. Um, Moving forward in that um, regard, there is a lot of coming of age stories that come out of Canada specifically that are, you know, small town like Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well-funded. <laughs> Well-funded. Well-supported. Uh, there's always, like, some weird sexual experience in a car. Because um, apparently they all car. own cars. You know? 16, uh, get a car. Nice. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> but um, how does it feel to tell a coming-of-age story, a Canadian coming-of-age story? Because this is a very... If you watch a series, it's a real Toronto series. Mm-hmm. Um how does it feel to tell a coming of a Canadian coming of age story that is so different from other Canadian coming of age stories, or the type of uh, Canadian story that we're used to seeing? 
Oh, well, it feels like second nature to me. It feels wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah, my life is very curated. Um, like, the things that I watch are very curated. So my world is full of affirming black content. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, creating this series just fits within, like, within these values and, and what I'm already used to seeing. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm combating... Um, anything or that I'm trying to push my way into an existing um, industry. I just feel like I'm creating something that everyone can enjoy because our culture has so much, there's so much to enjoy from this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really, I'm so happy to have a story about Toronto that looks like us. Yes. Because my Toronto yes. looks like this. The mm-hmm. Toronto I walk through that I engage with looks like this show. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand like how solid, how huge, how connected East Africans are in this city. Mm-hmm. And and like we have certain areas that we just t- took over neighborhoods. <laughs> you know, like we have like shops that like are Robinson. just all yeah. Like, exactly. Alexander Bloor, Dan Danforth. Dixon, um, Scarborough and Etobicoke, that's, yeah. that, those are I'll our heads, facts. <laughs> exactly, so I just don't, I don't think people understand, like, people know how a part of the fabric of the city we really are, for sure, um, yeah, I mean, you hear, like, non-East African, you hear, like, Caribbean people, when you hear a Caribbean <laughs> person say Wallahi, you no, know that that came from the Somali diaspora, like, let's be real, exactly, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it it doesn't sound cool, by the way, when you don't know how to say a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> facts. It doesn't really Like, context. <laughs> You're just out here using it. Yeah. But, but, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm just excited to educate people on, like, cool fun things about our culture like mm-hmm. our in our first episode you hear wallahi you hear mesquite <laughs> you hear um habibti yeah like these are all things that are like simple words that anyone can learn and understand but like it when you know it like there's no there's no proper english translation so mm-hmm. you just need to get it by the feeling yeah. when you yeah. watch it you have it. to know the culture mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it just makes everything so much richer i'm just here to educate everybody that's really what it is as you like you guys have been missing out if you don't have an east african friend go find one yeah. um, <laughs> or don't enrich your life enrich your life with an east african friend exactly yeah yeah. Um, what's your favorite part? What is your favorite moment in the videos that you've released so far? Can you pick a favorite though? It's like the favorite child. Oh my god. I would probably probably epi- the episode one where all the four girls are together and you get mm. to see them interact and you get to see them what their personalities are like and how they bounce off each other and and like who doesn't like who and who likes who, you know? Yeah. Like I think that was my favorite like having that come together. In terms of like a specific, specific moment, I think when Delina when Amina says, But you're a virgin <laughs> and and Abby says, Yeah, thanks, we're all virgins <laughs> and Delina quickly says facts, like so dry like facts. Yeah. <laughs> 
it, I I died the first time she did that because she did that on her own. <laughs> she, she just so ad libbed. She ad libbed it, and it was perfect. And it made it, I was dying behind the scenes, and I was like, okay. I mean, it's like those real moments it. that really bring the like the script to life, that yeah. bring the video to life, right? Yeah, I, I I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, but I love everything. They're all my babies. Each of those videos. Fair, fair. <laughs> it's hard to ask an artist what's your favorite part. Like, um, what's your favorite part? Test. I don't know. Test. Because super selfish. The Molly. I My favorite part is uh, Abby's fur jacket. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that coat. Can oh, we talk coat. about the aesthetics? Like, yeah, yeah. all the actresses. I was just commenting because we were doing a refresher of watching each episode um, or each clip. Yeah. And honestly, the girls are so breathtakingly beautiful, Marshall. Yeah, they are. God bless them. Shout girls. out to the curls. Yeah. Right? I'm curls so- are everywhere. <laughs> Natural hair. <laughs> right? Um, hair on fleek. Yeah. It was super, super intentional to cast four women that had different looks, different skin tones, different body types, um, different. Just different everything. I wasn't looking for, or we weren't looking for any cookie cutter typical look mm-hmm. that you're used to seeing in like film and television. Um, and the benefits of that is showing how beautiful they are, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we should be inviting more diversity in the casting and hiring. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting because you know the. <laughs> So always bring it back to the Drake lyrics. Because um, <laughs> there, there is this idea that, you know, East African girls or Warner girls or whatever all look a certain mm-hmm. way. And even the people who are sitting in this room right now right. Like, look vastly different mm-hmm. from even from that and from each other. Yeah. So I think it's really great to have, um, to have a web series that... Uh, just a, a show that like features East African culture, features um, that third culture identity, mm-hmm. and also shows like the diversity in um, our beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you intend to add more characters to the show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, these girls don't live in a bubble, so they're gonna have um, friends and coworkers and relationships, people that they're dating. Um, so there's going to be far more East Africans coming into this, this, the scenes, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I'm really excited just to show different representations of love, of what relationships can look like Mm -hmm. and what can happen when you choose to assert like what you believe because mm-hmm. um, I think as a young person it's really hard trying to figure out like what am I supposed to do and versus what do I want to do mm-hmm. and having these four girls who are leading four different lives but are just have this one thing in common of being virgins and um, for me it's I really want to show what their lives can look like when they when they all when they value that decision to stay a virgin in different ways mm-hmm. and how they reconcile it, the, the decisions that they make. Have you gotten uh, other girls who reach out and be like, to be like, you know, this is my experience, like I'm still a virgin? Yeah. And 
Yeah, yeah. People have reached out. Um, people reached out when we were recruiting for cat for oh, crew. Wow. They were like, I really identified to the story for this. You know, I'm a virgin, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to. I've never seen a script like this before. I've never um, identified so strongly um, to being a black woman and being a virgin. And I, I just want to work on this project. And we had once it was out, we had people on our social media DMing us their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was an Italian girl. Yeah, and she's like, I'm Italian, I'm a white girl, and <laughs> I identify so strongly, like my family, they they like the fact that I'm a virgin because of the religious reasoning, but sometimes they also put pressure on me saying that I'll be, I'll have a hard time finding a boyfriend um, or getting married if I stay this way, and so it's just they themselves are culturally and religiously conflicted on where, what I should be doing, mm-hmm. but I just really appreciate this type of representation mm-hmm. of these different faces mm-hmm. and yeah, I I did it for this reason. I, I wrote this story for this reason because um, I hate the existing um, tropes of what virgins are, which is that they're if you're a virgin, it's either because you are undesirable and, and it's pathetic and desperate, or you're religiously like repressed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. And it's like it's impossible that there's any other possible reason. Yeah, why, why you would choose not to have sex? Exactly. Like, and to me, I just wanted to show that there are characters that could be empowered, that are have agency over their lives, mm-hmm. who lead very full and colorful existence, existences with relationships with other people, and um, and they're sexy, mm-hmm. but they're not having sex. sex. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Like, whoa, mind blown. You can be sexy and not have oh. sex. That's that's like wild. <laughs> And when I started, when I came up with the idea, I just did it based off of my own, like, personal feelings and understandings of, of the girls in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't until recently that, like, all of these stats have been coming out about millennials being the most sexist generation in 60 years. And I'm just like, oh, so it's not just us? Yeah, it's, like, it's not like a phenom- phenomenon. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're literally, it's not, you know... Yeah. It's something that is, um, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot more caution around sex in our day and age than mm-hmm. there was, you know, with our parents and our grandparents and our, you mm-hmm. know, people always like to talk about how our grandparents were, you know, they, they didn't have sex until marriage and Biggest that's boss. such a bunch of fucking bullshit. Biggest homes of their time. Right? <laughs> Um, so something else that I wanted to ask you about was, um, that you have, you have a queerest African character on your show, um, and that is definitely something that, uh, you don't see very often, uh, you know, sexuality is, uh, not talked about very much in our community, um, uh, in the East African, in various East African communities, it's not even that it's not acknowledged, it's like shamed. Yes. Like, um, so why way. did you decide that you wanted to have a queer character in the series? Because it's real. <laughs> because <laughs> they exist. Um, <laughs> right? And because I just thought it would be too easy to do a show about four pretty East African girls who are all straight. Mm-hmm. I didn't think... I wouldn't really be doing a service, I think, if there wasn't a, a queer character. Um, and just culturally, 
I'll speak specific to my understanding of my culture and my country. Mm-hmm. So in the Ethiopian community, I know how um, silenced it is and how shameful it is. Mm-hmm. It's such a shameful idea um, to choose to be gay or to be queer. And I say that with air quotes. Um, but I just feel like art is the best way to start a conversation about something that people don't know how to have a conversation about. And I see this as, I, I, I want our community to heal. I just, I really want to see a change. And um, I want our parents' generation and our grandparents' generations to be a little bit more open-minded. And I think art and media can do that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. How has that um, conversation been going? Has it um, been happening? I don't talk to older people. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in, in my bubble, it's going great. <laughs> nice. um, I'm, I'm also just happy that queer East Africans feel represented. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I reached out to um, a graphic designer uh, who was an East African queer designer, and um, I was telling them about the show, and they said, oh, are they all straight? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, no, actually, wait, one of them is queer. And they were, their face lit up, they're like, really? Oh, my gosh, which one? And I was, I said, the Somali one, and they're Somali. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, and they're Somali. Um, and... I just, I, I want every, like, I know that I, I feel that way seeing an Abby and seeing a Delina, seeing a Harusha representation um, on screen, and I want other people to be able to identify and connect with the characters on screen, and I hope that our writing um, and our acting and does justice to the types of representations that, that, the, the values that we have, um, which is to see a better, more loving world for everybody. Loving world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if we ever slip, I'm sure you'll hit us up on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter will come and collect you. Always. Yeah. Very loyal. So I just have one more question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is next for Virgins? Ooh, what's next? We have um, <laughs> two things coming up. We have an event called uh, Fourth Base with Virgins, which is our launch party, launch celebration, we um, are going to have a special screening um, of our episode and a table read of new work, as well as a panel discussion with myself and some of the other creators behind the scenes. And then lastly, we're going to boogie down because we have... um, we brought a DJ who's going to be mixing East African beats with contemporary um, hip hop, soul, R and B. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. That's on July seventh, Saturday, July seventh. And um, where do people can, get tickets for that? Yeah, you can you can find us on uh, social media. All of our social media is connected to our event, right? Um, so on Instagram, we are Virgins the Series, Facebook Virgins the Series, and Twitter Virgins Series. 
Um, and then the second thing we have going on is um, we have a crowdfunding campaign that we're launching today. <laughs> so this crowdfunding campaign will help us to uh, continue developing more episodes and um, longer episodes. And uh, the real goal is getting on uh, on your screens, your TV screens, your, your um, monitor screens. So we're fighting the fight and shopping this around and working on more content in the meantime. So all the support that you can give us um, will go a long way to seeing more representation in the mainstream media. Gang gang? We are seeking to raise a little over $30,000 in 30 days. So if you can please go to Indiegogo.com and search Virgins. V-I-R-G-I-N-S. <laughs> just, <laughs> in <case. laughs> yeah, just in case. Our campaign is called uh, Get Behind Virgins, the series. And um, any amount would go a long way. It starts at $10 and uh, goes up to $10,000. So if you got that cheddar, um, <laughs> feel free to pass it our way. Um, and there are a bunch of little perks that we have for you, too. So please go and donate and also buy your tickets for Fourth Base with Virgins. And we're really excited to see you. You can find description or links for that in the description, but yeah, check that out. On this week's episode for our Black Girl Magic, uh, I guess chose it. So who did you choose, Boo? I chose Miss Ava Duvernay. Okay. And I chose her because she just represents sisterhood and community and um, black girl magic every single day. Mm -hmm. There is never a moment where you're reading something by her or you're looking at her social media (laughs) or you see a video of her speaking where she's not lifting other people, lifting their voices, Mm -hmm. um, predominantly people of color and women of color. And she just seems like... She seems like like that girl that worked at a not-for-profit organization <laughs> yes. and was always like mentoring other people, mm-hmm. but she's worked in like marketing mm-hmm. and the film industry, which are not nurturing environments. So the fact that she Especially has a black girl, yeah. <laughs> so like I don't know where she this resilience to love and mm-hmm. uplifting folks come from, but just I appreciate you, Ava. I love her. You. I love her quote. Um, that if your dream doesn't include other people, it's too small. Mm. And I think that that is such a great quote and also such a great uh, representation of her philosophy and how she moves through her life because, like, she said that she wouldn't um, direct... If she directed more episodes of Queen Sugar, that would take away an opportunity for another woman mm-hmm. to direct episode, And that one episode can be can launch you into having a, a television directing career mm-hmm. um, just by getting that one opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it's really dope that she takes, makes the effort mm-hmm. uh, to open up opportunities to other women directors and other women writers. She's dope. She's so dope. She's dope. To your piece about... Um, Queen Sugar directors bringing these other female directors to to work. Um, she recently had on her um, Instagram, I think, 
a grid of like maybe 20 plus women directors who all now have TV directing gigs, mm-hmm. but they never ha- they were never able to get those jobs before she they worked on Queen Sugar because mm-hmm. they needed one credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she gave that she like created that opportunity for that. She's just out here saving lives, saving right? careers. <laughs> like oh my gosh, she's also a huge inspiration for like me, particularly as like a older artist because she picked up her first camera in her early 30s at 32 and she's always talking about like dreams don't have expiry mm-hmm. dates like mm-hmm. keep going on her breakthrough film uh she didn't make it until her 40s mm-hmm. like That's, her yeah. breakthrough film which she won uh which i believe was middle of nowhere which she won um at sundance she knew when she was 41 mm-hmm. And that's like ageism is a real thing in the art community that's so youth centric uh, that is just very overwhelming. Like sometimes I'll be in spaces, I just turned 33. So sometimes I'll be in spaces where like everyone I look at is like in their early 20s and I just feel like so overwhelmed. Like, okay, where is my representation? So yeah, Ava is just so incredible. And even her clapbacks are so elegant. Mm-hmm. She clapped back at like, today. So today. Yeah. Like, literally, she's just an all-around awesome person that I hope one day we can all get to meet. Yeah. Oh, we're friends. Okay. Ava and I are yeah. friends. Yeah, we're no. We're, I mean, she's my family. Yeah, no, she's, yeah. That's my big sister family. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of delusion happening in this room. That's fine. <laughs> Speaking it into existence, it's just a matter of time. Watch. Ava is part of this. I don't know if it. I'm not gonna say new black Hollywood or black television or whatever, but she's part of this group of people who are like constantly affirming each other and like in these very white spaces always finding each other and like it's it's nice it's mm-hmm. nice seeing black hollywood mm-hmm. i never even thought i would say that phrase but it's nice mm-hmm. seeing that well like, i mean black hollywood used to be tyler perry so i'm really glad thanks <laughs> black hollywood is you shall not be named please <laughs> i mean the new no fools film looks really good the Tyler Perry film. I'll have okay. to take your word for that. I'll, I'll take your word for that. Maybe I'll watch on a Tuesday. Is it Tiffany Haddish, your cousin? Okay, Probably yes. your direct um, cousin. Okay, I'll watch on a Tuesday. Maybe I'll watch it on a Tuesday. We'll see. On a Tuesday. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Five dollars? Would buy six dollars, you know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Tyler Perry is a lot of investment. Perfectly, like, I just described you in a video. I said this show, I, I said in one of the promo videos that Virgin's a show for girls who stay home on a Friday night and a Saturday night and a Sunday night but go out on Tuesday because it's 50% off of the movie. <laughs> wow, <laughs> drive me. Listen, we're the millennials, you know, and we bankrupt every industry. Times are hard. Times is hard. I mean, who has money to spend $18 on Especially on Tyler Perry, like... You make Black Panther. That's who has money. Your date. Yeah. Oh, facts. But Toronto, man. Love is a lie. Love is a fable. So what you said about Toronto, man, like that's a whole, that's a whole theme in the 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 show. Yeah. Did we cancel Toronto, man? I feel like we we will one day, but I feel like we have it. We will. We need to like collect the stories. You know, maybe have like several. Maybe have like a special episode. 
where we just have several uh, black women from Toronto on the show to tell us their horrific game stories. Oh, I listen. I got and I got stories for Toronto. Is, is what I'm that saying. That should be an open event where people get to come and bring an audience. <laughs> like community therapy. <laughs> yes. Let's let's talk about all the waste men in our lives. Okay, um, we're guys. We're getting way off track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout yeah. out to Ava Suverne. Hey, shout out to her. Uh, thank you for being Black Girl Magic. to our cancellation for today. Our cancellation today is not particularly long or it's just not particularly long. You know, but you, it's could important. Put, you could probably put it in an email. You know, you could probably uh, put our cancellation in a freaking email where it belongs. Because listen, <laughs> our cancellation for today is meetings that could have been emails. That How the emails? Listen, I'm a, I'm a busy person. Okay. I'm also introverted. I, I'm a, I think everybody in this room right now is a freelance artist. Mm-hmm. I think we all understand how valuable our time is, even time if we're, even when we're money. not necessarily getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't have me running all over the city to meet up with you when you could have put that same information in. In an email. Okay. Type it up. Okay. Hit, hit me with the who, what, where, when, why. In the email. In an email. Put it in an email. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, listen, I'm an introvert with anxiety. It takes a lot for me to leave the house. So you need to tell me I came all the way to this meeting Mm -hmm. that could have been a Mm four-line sentence. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, a four-line email. Mm -hmm. Like, and like, I get it. I have a pretty face. Y'all want to see it. I am worthy. (laughs) I get it. But, like, I got time for this. Okay. At least be honest that you just want to see us, fam. Like, just, like, just, you know, I'll choose if I want to see you, too, is what and I'm saying. And how do you feel about meetings that could have been emails? I just think about the cost for the TTC. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like, right. yeah, everything costs money. And I have to pay to get there. Mm-hmm. I have to pay to order a coffee, tea, mm-hmm. whatever, because you can't just sit for free. Mm-hmm. Um, not in Toronto, no. <laughs> yeah, depending on who you're meeting, you might have to, you might be offering to cover their, their mm-hmm. drinks. Yeah. Um, or whatever they're getting. Um, and then, and then I have to take my ass home. So, <laughs> right, that's all money that I could have not have spent at all. Exactly. And could have went to and pay, like, my monthly... Like, looks. Yeah. You know, could have paid my Netflix bill. Like, yeah, where exactly. I could have stayed at home watching exactly. Netflix while I read right. the Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. Dead ass. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not here for meetings. I just listen, listen. In this economy, at y'all's big ages, right? In Toronto, you want a meeting that could have been an email. In Toronto, the fifth most expensive transit system, fifth most expensive city to live in, you want a meeting that could have been an email, like fam. Mm, Like people want to meet up with you you just to tell you what's going on in their, just to give you an update on their project. And it's like, Make it make sense. Yeah. Make make yo, it make yo, sense. fam. You can't make sense out of nonsense. Like it's yeah. just I it's just listen. Like the amount of times that happened where you're at the meeting and you're sitting you know? there and, and they're telling you what they're telling you and you're just like, 
And you're sitting here and you're like, why am I here? What is the purpose of this? Why did I come here? And then you hit up with that one question uh, towards like towards the end, towards the middle, and you're just like, that's just like, so was that all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, then they end like, why am I here? Why? <laughs> why? That's the best way to say why am I here without saying why am I here. Like, right? are you, is that it? <laughs> I have a suggestion for you guys who want to see um, our pretty faces. It's called like a Skype or Google Hangouts meeting. Oh, true. You could do that. I mean, I would true. rather not. Just email me. I, I like words. Words are amazing because you see, I don't have to like look presentable. I can just true. reply. <laughs> or it could be a phone call. Oh, I don't like I don't like to phone calls that could have been an email. <laughs> really don't. That happened to me once, and, and it almost it, it was like the beginning of an of the end of a work relationship with somebody. Oh no! That's what happened? Okay. Uh, you know what? Put your foot down, fam. I I, I support yeah. this. You know what? We we do. We all have our way own ways of communicating. Yeah. You know, I support that. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that I put my foot down. I just very nicely said, "Oh, was this was this everything?" And they said, yeah, I just thought that it would be a good time to call you. And I said, okay, well, thank you for the work that you did. I, I really appreciate the update. <laughs> um, but um, this could have been an email. You know, and then I could have replied back oh, okay. with the information. You know? And it's like, mans are busy making web series. They don't have right? time. Busy existing. Yeah. They don't have time to be taking every phone call that yeah. comes their way, you know? Like, I'm going to gender correct that only for this specific case. So this woman <laughs> is out here building web series, working different jobs, trying to, like, make like make her dreams come true. And you're calling in the middle of the workday to tell me something that I'm not like supposed to be answering my phone. I'm assuming is like an emergency. Exactly. But then to talk for twenty to give me an update of twenty minutes that mm-hmm. could have been done in an email. That's um, and I was and I was like, you know, I, I do have a job, and <laughs> and they said and they, they they said we all have jobs. This is my job, and I was like, okay. Whoa. Again, that's I, aggressive. Yeah, they got it. It was so yeah. Wow. They took that very personally. And, and and then that was like the beginning of some sour seeds. Now I, now I understand. Yeah, there's you. more context to yeah. the cutting off. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. It was just like, it it wasn't because I was like, listen, buddy. It wasn't. Like <laughs> I, it's also like I'm at work. Yeah. So, so this could have been an email. Yeah. Or after. Or waited. A phone call that could have waited. Yeah, exactly. Or email. Or text. Texts are also an option. WhatsApp. Okay. Instagram DMs. Twitter DMs. Like, there's so many options outside of wasting my time. Just email me. Yes, email. If you have an email, email it. Uh, I message emergencies and people I like, and if I've been responding to an email, it's probably because you belong in email. emails. How do you mean? If it's an emergency, I do. How do you know it's an emergency? How do you know it's an emergency? Because I read it. I actually do read it, and then I Or you just don't reply. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't reply to social media. I just I get so overwhelmed with messages and like I post it like on Facebook my new page I said I don't answer messages tell me I have 50 already waiting it's like all right 50 people can't read got it okay 49 because my dad doesn't count (laughs) oh 
this doesn't count. But yeah, we basically, basically, our cancellation for this episode is before you decide to create a meeting and make an appointment. Mm-hmm. Think to yourself. And pick a place. You like you go through all the effort of like all of that effort the location before you do all of that. All and of like that. a time, and you Google like what is the best, like what what place is open in the area that and I want to meet I'm you And if I'm available, and like, like scheduling it before you do all that, before you just do all ask that, yourself, could this be an email? Could it have been? It could probably just be an email. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so meetings. That should have been emails. Emails. Mm-hmm. Cancelled. Alright, so listen y'all. <laughs> this, this week's Dear Black Girl is a continuation of our cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is, Dear Black Girl, your time <laughs> is money. Mm-hmm. Respect your time. Honor your time. Mm-hmm. Value your time. Love Even, your time. Especially because other people are not going to value your time Oh, for no. You. So you have to do it yourself. If you see that somebody is wasting your time, then you need... Reclaim your time. Yeah. Okay, Maxine Waters. Reclaim your time. Because your time is valuable. And it is yours. It is your time. Your time. Reclaim it, fam. Because... <laughs> Um, I think a lot of us spend so much time like rushing from thing to thing to thing um, and project to project uh, that we don't even take the time, mm-hmm. since time is so important. so important, we don't even take the time to think about whether or not what we're doing is worth it, is of value mm-hmm. to us. Um, and a lot of times we take on things that we shouldn't because it's not worth our time and at the same time while wow, i'm saying the word time so much um at the same time i think it's really important <laughs> to take time for yourself mm-hmm. to step away from all of the things that you're do constantly going 12 hours a day to like work yes you need to like take a, take yourself. a step back so you don't fucking burn out because <laughs> yeah. burnout is real fam it really is real and yeah. it sucks because yeah. climbing out of burnout is so difficult. And it happens because you don't value your time. Exactly. Yes. Respect your time. All right. Ooh, you better um. respect your time. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, before we go, we want to remind you to check out the Virgin's launch on July 7th. Support the uh, where is it at again, Aiden? It's at the Toronto Media Arts Center um, on Queen Street across from the Drake Hotel. I know all you East Africans know the Drake Hotel. So that's across the street from the Drake Hotel. Um, 32 Liscar uh, Road. Yeah. Yes. And we also have, uh, or somebody sitting at the mic has a little bit of an announcement. Uh, on July 13th, uh, next month, uh, it's it's next week, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm having my first solo exhibit at, <laughs> at Gallery 44. Um, and the exhibit, like, if you can't make it the opening day, which the reception is from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., um, the exhibit runs from July 13th to September 1st. And all of August, I am the only person who's exhibiting the art in the space. 
So y'all ain't got no excuse yes. to not go um, see it. Yeah. So check that out. And what is the exhibit about? Okay. Um, the exhibit is about, uh, it's like a series of photos, mixed media pieces. I decided this exhibit is going to be a mixed media one. And it's Afrofuturism from a Somali lens. Um, but from a young Somali girl lens. Uh, yeah, and I'm really excited because, like, it's called Rieta Frahea, and it basically is dreams of Frahea, and each piece is named after a woman in my life, um, including my mother and my sister. I'm very, very excited for y'all to see it. it. It feels like I've been working my whole life for this little moment to like mm -hmm. show Afrofuturism. I mean, it's a big deal. It's your first solo exhibit then. Yes, so Afrofuturism is where I, what I wanted to show and that gets me so excited. Like Somali girls in space, right? Like being guardians of like the galaxy without using that story. <laughs> so go support your yeah. show. If you don't go see it, don't listen to the podcast. Don't listen, fam. That's like, I'm drawing a hard line in the sand. If you ain't trying to you support, ain't trying to support Ria's art. If you're not trying to support her exhibit, mm. stop listening to the kids. Don't just stop in this okay. moment. Cut it. Don't ever come back. You're you're banned from listening to any more episodes. Is what we're saying. Okay. Another way to frame that is if you, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you should definitely be at that exhibit. She's much kinder than we are. You guys should check it out. You are really nice. Bless you. And I will be there because I'm a huge fan of your work. You're oh, very talented and beautiful work. I it's oh, like my each other. Dope, dope. Black girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So July 7th is Virgins. Uh, Ria's solo exhibit, July 13th, links for all of that stuff, and the crowdfunding campaign, links for, for virgins, all of that will be in the description below. Also, we have a little tiny uh, note, a little announcement next month. There will not be an episode of The Cancelled, because bitches are busy. Uh, We're booked and busy, we and this is what happens. This is what happens, you feel me? So there will not be a July episode of The Cancelled, but please join us again in August Yes, when we will bring you more shit talking. Exactly. Alright, so follow us on uh, Twitter and follow, follow The Cancelled on Twitter. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud and follow Sisterhood Media who has a lot of really dope shit coming out. Um, yes. like Perfect. seriously, if you guys are not like supporting Sisterhood Media on Twitter and Instagram, you're really why do you hate yourself? Out. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you hate yourself? Figure it out. Go love the Sisterhood Media. <laughs> and yeah, tell a friend. Uh, tell your partner. Tell your mama, cause we awesome. And I don't know where that accent's from. Don't, don't tell your nosy auntie. Mm. Don't do it. Don't tell her. Bye. Bye.